What happens when you bring together two unconventional and experienced entrepreneurs that own competing agencies? They decide to challenge convention with creative collaboration. Join Veronica and Jillian to discover how two business owners that target the same audience created a podcast together. In each episode, they explore new ideas on how to collaborate, offer practical and actionable advice on expanding business, and have a transparent conversation about entrepreneurship. This is Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 from Creative Collaborations, Conversations with uh, Veronica and Gillian. And uh, as always, I'm Veronica and I'm here today with Gillian. Hello, Gillian. Hi, hi, hi. Happy day. Happy Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day of the week it is where you are. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to chat about business development strategies. Um, But before we get into that, um, let's check in. How's it going? What's up? What's been going on with you? Anything cool to share? Any experiences, insights, tools, etc.? Oh, so um, as you, for our listeners that don't know, we are based in the Netherlands. So in the Netherlands during this period is the networking conference, workshops, everything season. So a lot of things are happening. That's very exciting. And yesterday I attended one of these events. Uh, it's not a new event, but it's new to me, and it's um, uh, no more networking. It's it's a small micro type of networking events, and mm. uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, but because I'm kind of organizing slightly bigger or going attending bigger events, but I have to say I loved it um, mm. because I think mm. we were around ten people. Uh, we had a, a presentation, and the fact that because we were such a, a intimate group mm. allowed us to really talk, share, make connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 if you're focused on quality and not quantity, definitely um, my advice or my share of, of the week is look for this type mm. of events in, in your city or maybe travel mm. or the guys mm. uh, organizing Marcel is actually a digital nomad so he's uh, he's uh, organizing the events in different places um very interesting to meet people to to just um have deeper conversations and um i'm gonna this is a shout out to him as well and we're gonna make sure to to place mm-hmm. a link to to his website and uh, mm-hmm. definitely give it a go and and just um speak with people and maybe organize your even your own micro event and go and and chat Mm. and I think that will Mm. be very in line with our today's topic I think so it also reminds me of our uh let's see what one I'm trying to take a quick look to see we did um networking tactics was episode 12 I believe is that correct Uh I'm trying to look on the fly it is Episode 12, we talked about networking tactics. And I believe that's one of the things we talked about is also, you know, not being afraid to host or to kind of facilitate small group gatherings. That's um, 
it's right in alignment with what you're talking about. So exactly. Yeah. And not only yeah. host, but maybe co-host go and volunteer to yes. this type of events and learn how to do yeah. it. And yeah, for sure. It's your network. Mm. So my, my, um, update is also related to our topic today. So it seems to be the theme of the week in some ways. Um, so this week I, uh, I volunteered for an organization called the DuPlessis Foundation. They're based in the US and their objective is to, uh, see, make sure I'm saying it correct. Yeah, is to partner with a thousand diverse business owners um, to help them generate a million dollars a year in sales or you know revenue. Um, I like this. Yeah, it's really amazing. And the numbers are, I, I learned, I believe it was 4%, um, only 4% of, of uh, women business owners achieve seven figures, like get to seven mm-hmm. figures. And I think it's 0.4% of black women that have businesses. Like it's such a small percentage. And so that's what he's targeting is people who aren't the, you know, aren't typically the first in line to get access to resources and all of these things to help lift them up. Um, so he's got this great organization. And so there is a sales day of service this week, um, pairing mentors with business owners from around the US um, and looking for ways to help them achieve their sales goals um, for 2024. So it's a really excellent organization. I, I, love, ahead, I love the idea. It, it's based only, it's focusing only on the American market. Yes. Okay. Because I was the, oh, I was almost, uh, <laughs> I was about to actually launch a call uh, to all our uh, women yeah. entrepreneurs and uh, founders uh, and, and invite them to join. I uh, Maybe we should see how we can bring this to, to Europe because I love the I idea know. and I think it's needed, yeah. but uh, it's as badly yeah. needed here as in the States. So I think um, so. Yeah. And it's a great organization, but as we have seen, we have quite a number of listeners, uh, from the U S too. So <laughs> it can be relevant for them and otherwise, exactly. but still, I mean, I, um, I volunteered as a mentor from, from here. Um, cause you know, I can still show up via zoom, but, uh, in any case, that's my update for today. So I love that. All right. So what's our segue into our topic about business development? So I guess, yeah. So sales, or I guess that it's like business development. Events, everything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So we had, we had another episode talking about sales versus marketing. And this today we're talking about business development, which is not necessarily the same for sales. I kind of think of it um, as marketing and business development are like, um, helping to set the table for sales to happen. Yes. Um, it's it's always, a lot smoother to, to have those things in place before you enter a sales conversation. I, I always see, um, use this, like the sales is basically the question. Do you want to mm. work with us? Do you want to sign the mm. contract? Just to, mm. to make it more clear, what's, what exactly is that particular step? Because that's yeah. the final step, the closure, the closing mm. of the contract. Mm-hmm. So, Basically, what we we discussed in um, I, I think you mentioned episode twelve, mm. uh, as well as what will bring it up today is more all that preparation, the funnels, how uh, they are mm-hmm. also called, or how do you build that relationship with the with the prospects and the clients. Mm-hmm. And there, I do understand why people are confused because it's it's such a fine line between those. 
like mm. where, where 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 does marketing business development and and sales starts because business de- development is closer to sale than to mm. marketing however is mm. is in the middle <laughs> yeah yeah i think they're definitely intertwined um oh. for sure so um yeah so i don't know do you have you want to start or go through or you want me to start or how do you want to uh, tackle this one you start and i'm gonna i'm gonna join okay you. <laughs> okay perfect i do i do have some tactics and some some ideas okay. to share but you, you go with it I think okay. it's more your domain, this one, actually. Maybe. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> check afterwards. You see if you're like, nah, Jillian, you didn't bring it today. I don't know. I'll try. <laughs> uh, okay. So so first and foremost, to me, as with most everything, it starts with like mindset and just the mentality and how we're showing up to do the thing that we're trying to do, right? So when I think about uh, business development, I think about three things, about being proactive, I think about being creative and being patient. And so I realize at first glance, being proactive and being patient might feel like contradictions, but I think they're both, um, I think they're not contradictory. I think they're complementary, and I think they're both equally important. Um, so, um, okay, so that's my opening section there um, about the mindset and how to show up with for business development. Um, Okay, so from there, um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind in a business development arena is building relationships, right? And so putting these three pieces, like these, the be proactive, creative, and patient. um, Those are relevant and should be kind of like, I don't wanna say, you know, like checkbox approach, but, you know, a nod to each of them with, with every tactic, right? So this first one is in terms of building relationships. Um, So one of the starting points that I think is useful, and I'm actually, I feel like full disclosure, I'm actively doing all of these things right now. Um, So this is not just random ideas, it's actually the things that I'm doing. So, uh, and have done previously. So, um, so in terms of the relationships, the, how I call it, it's like the stakeholder ecosystem. And so I think of it as like, you know, two sheets of paper or something. So on one side is like drawing out like, you know, my business and then all of the circles, like all around me that are other businesses that are related to mine, like service providers that I use or uh, who I work with, who I collaborate with, partners, vendors, um, who's in my community, online, offline, like this whole kind of ecosystem approach. And then doing the same thing for the type of client that I aspire to work with or that you aspire to work with. So who are the people or companies or organizations that influence them? It's all of the things like what type of events do they go to? What type of podcasts do they listen to? Do they read? Do they, what are their hobbies and activities and what are the things that are important to them? What other, uh, you know, uh, vendors and you know uh, partners and whatnot do they work with who are their customers and like looking at those two um, it's such an easy thing to just gloss over and be like oh yeah I know that but when you actually sit down and do it you start to see some points of intersection um, and it starts mm-hmm. to illuminate areas that make sense like that looking for those eclipse areas uh, of like the Venn diagram situation of where to spend maybe more time um, and so going through this process and researching to identify um, 
opportunities like potential partnerships or looking for who are the influencers and how can I be proactive? So if you see an overlap between the two um, of an industry or a couple of companies, now you're in the driver's seat and can be a little bit more proactive to reach out, like do some research, find out what's going on with, you know, company XYZ, start to be creative, thinking of some ideas of how you could collaborate or work together or ways that you could add value to what they're doing. So there's, it's being proactive, being creative, um, and then eventually reaching out to those people, um, but then yeah, giving some time for things to germinate. So it's not always, I feel like I'm firing off a bunch of things at once, but <laughs> I think there are a bunch of pieces, but that last part yeah. about reaching out to somebody, sometimes that can be three months, six months, or three years later, um, at least the way I go about it, because I wait for a relationship to be, generally, I wait for a relationship to be mature enough um, or the root to be deep enough for to not just be um, a cold, you know, try to you out know, of the blue reach out. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's the first thing I think is um, in terms of business development strategy, it feels like captain obvious, but I think it's how we go about building relationships. So it's those pieces. And then the last part, part I'll tuck into this one is um, a really important piece as well is being organized and having like a system for how to approach this. Otherwise it'll be scattershot and it gets overwhelming and you get burnt out. And then when you get overwhelmed, it's not organized. We tend to not be consistent with it and therefore can prolong the results. Um, and so if you're consistent and you're doing the same things and organized, it's also easier to then assess the, um, the kind of efficacy of things or like uh, be able to identify you know, what are the areas to focus more on or less on based on the results? Um, so that's a little bit for me. What say you? It's very similar. Um, what you described will be step two and four from my spin methodology, because the second step is actually knowing your audience. And if mm. you know your audience, then you identify how they think, where they spend their time, what events they go, how can you reach them? When mm -hmm. should you reach them? Through whom? Basically, everything yep. that you just shared. Uh, and then step four is actually how the planning and choosing mm -hmm. the right tactics to approach mm -hmm. them. Should you go to an event and and start talking with him uh, or with them, or should you shoot a a message on LinkedIn? How should you do it? Should you organize mm -hmm. a micro event like I mentioned and invite them there mm -hmm. and provide value before? Uh, asking them yeah, but yeah before diving into this actually from my experience what I noticed and let's be honest that applies to us at least I know it it applies to me it everything starts with the state of mind because if yeah. you approach it and you are oh I don't want to do this and what will happen or I will I will get a no and I will be rejected and I don't want to do that and we all have yeah. this all of us yeah. So once yep. that we switch this mentality, I think we are more keen into going and, and doing the work because yep. it's consistent work that needs to be done. You yep. do need to identify, do you need to go? One of my approach for business development is actually being curious, going like the event I went yesterday and speaking with people without expecting to get business out of it. Very important. Key. That's key. Yes, it I'm is. Gonna, I'm going and I'm being curious. I'm just sharing. And the moment you do that, people are, oh, so this is what you do. It, you know, it, it doesn't come from a place when 
I want to book you. I need your business. It comes from yes. a, a very authentic place where I actually have, I love what you're doing and let me provide my input into that. And if, mm, mm. if we click or if, if there's a, a fit between our values and ideas, way of working, then you follow up with the meeting. And yeah. um, um, oh, there are actually so many things that we could share about this. I know you, you do have. So following up is so important. Um, a very easy way to do it, actually, is to open your agenda, your calendar and start making appointments for you, send an email to that person. Um, two months later, have a follow-up call with that person. Just create mm -hmm. that habit in your, if, you, if you're a big company, probably you have a, a, a system put in place, uh, but maybe if you're a small business owner, you don't have that and you just have your email and calendar and LinkedIn, just use those. It doesn't need to be fancy, you can actually, if you're a big fan of Excel, just open an Excel file and do that. I I will never do that, but I do I do follow up on LinkedIn. That's my tool. <laughs> um, so you maybe have a, um, a CRM in place. Use that one. It's it doesn't matter. It's up mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but follow up at least the first coffee should be. You can say, hey, we discussed about that. You you said you are curious. Let's have a conversation and see if there's mm -hmm. any interest so follow up not with the intention necessarily to send a proposal but with continuing that conversation mm -hmm. and start qualifying them and start saying hey uh, and by qualifying means like do we actually match in terms of values and do you actually need my services can you mm -hmm. afford my services very important because otherwise uh, you put a lot of yeah. effort into it <laughs> for nothing and is this the right moment for you to start working with mm -hmm. me or for me to start mm -hmm. working with you? And based on that, actually, you can start building the relationship. Um, and when I'm saying these things, it's not that you go and actively ask exactly the same, like what I just shared. But this is a type of information. Either you're just curious about the business and you want to know more and build the relationship, mm -hmm. or if, depending on what you're doing, some Sales cycles are are shorter, so in that case, yep. you can actually have a this type of conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, one more thing that I always say to people, and um, you know uh, what they are saying in sales: every single no takes you closer to a yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't be afraid to have no's because that means you're not going to waste mm -hmm. your time on that. And mm -hmm. also means that you actually had a good conversation with someone probably and mm -hmm. you met someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on that one, you know, the no's lead to a yes. I also think of it, a no is a not now because we know, you know, things change rapidly in this mm -hmm. new world that we live in. Um, and the person that said no now might end up getting a new job tomorrow or next week. And now remember and now be in a position exactly. to bring you in because oftentimes the decision they're making is not their own. Um, yes. It's a mandate or a budgetary or whatever it is. Um, so it's that. And the other thing, I, I really like what you're talking about, um, about showing up and being curious in those things and the reach out and the mindset um, because it, it is really important. I think business development is, is really about seeding opportunities um, and mm -hmm. like the, the way that we interact with people 
in our business development activities really sets the tone. It's like we teach people how to treat us. So by yes. the way we we interact with people, right, we're able to demonstrate who we are and how we work. Um, so that actually, there's a lot to be a lot of stock to be put in that, right? Um, and so if we're showing up and, you know, for example, like finding if you go through this kind of exercise and figure out and narrow down a couple of uh, a particular industry, or maybe there's, you know, a handful, three to five companies that you're really keen about. Um, so now if you're truly coming from a place of curiosity and being creative and really looking for ways to kind of collaborate, et cetera, then you look at this, you know, this company, you know, ABC company here, um, you can have a more genuine conversation with them. It's like, you know, hello, I, I noticed X, Y, and Z, or you've been over here, or I saw you were doing this. Do you also know this company or this, you know, yeah. event? Have you guys ever, I, I didn't see anything online. Have you guys ever considered working together? It's one of the things, and this is providing my just. I just like very seamlessly like whoop went into like what I say because this is what happens. I've said it a million times, but and it is genuine. It's like you know this is one of the things I love most to do is aligning, bringing people and resources together to create a you know a greater impact. Um, looking for opportunities to collaborate, and I don't know if you've already have a you already have a relationship with them, but it seems like you know yeah. a great opportunity, etc. Um, maybe I could put you in touch. And so people are used to being sold to but they're not used to having value added in like, um, like, yeah, um, kind of being treated like people and having like actual conversations and listening. Just bringing and being, value. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not so much. So I think that's a really great way to go about it um, because it's like, we know this quote, right? It's like, people don't remember what we say. They remember how we made them feel. And so exactly. the way we conduct ourselves matters more than whatever thing we're trying to sell it's like the way we conduct ourselves so i think um, that all fits in the kind of the, the building the mindset piece and then how we how we build relationships i'm, I'm really happy you brought this up because like yesterday's networking that i mentioned mm -hmm. they are really good at this so people there are oh you need to talk with that person or let's do this mm -hmm. however a couple of weeks ago <laughs> one of the other events you do have, I did meet amazing people, but they are shy or they are not, not necessarily yeah. shy, but they are um, just too new to this. So for me, yep. exactly like for you, it's natural. I met you, oh, five minutes ago, I met that lady that actually is looking for what you're offering. So let me, yep. let's, let me yes. introduce you to, and then you just make the yes. introduction and you go. But that actually is not only for us comes naturally. Uh, and mm. I think everyone could do it. But it's, it's like a muscle that you do need to train and to be open yeah. to it. And I think it's yeah. a mindset that you need to switch from scarcity to abundancy. Because yes. the fact that you're introducing someone, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose a business. And probably that person will never be your client. But the fact exactly like you said, like you introduce that person to the right connection. At least I do it because it is very selfish. It makes me feel good that I help someone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. So Me it's too. up to them what they will do afterwards. And I don't expect no. them. And I think this is very important. If you do that, don't expect them to come and say thank you or them to do something for you. Just do it and let it be. Because mm -hmm. if you turn it, then the energy is not where it should be. 
Absolutely. However, you could also then make a note in your system to follow up however long later, two weeks later or something to say, hey, by the way, did that conversation happen? Was it actually valuable? Was it, you know, you know was it helpful to you, et cetera, just to follow up on that. Um, Definitely you can do I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So what else from business development strategy? So we have the mindset piece. We have building relationships. Actually, I'm going to tap a little bit in the first point that you said. You need to be active <clears throat> because, you know, there's a, a, I think, uh, I don't even know if it's, it's, it's like a rule, uh, but it does apply. So you have a third of the person you are reaching out to they will be your client and they will be ready to book with you. And it's the perfect time, the perfect moment, the perfect, you know, the stars align and everything is, yeah. is pink and lovely. And they will be your client. A third of them, they will just say no because they are just not your client or it's not the right moment or they're just not your client. And that is mm -hmm. fine. You need to say thank you and move forward. I always like to, to ask them why not so I understand what is happening. And uh, maybe my product is not good enough or like my service or I can, it's a learning opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And a third is actually they are, it, it's the part that you need to focus on because that third part, um, they are undecided. Mm. So either um, they don't know they need the, the service because they don't understand it. Um, mm. Maybe they don't really trust you yet because you don't have a connection with them or a relationship um, or maybe they are just scared of investing or maybe they just need a little bit of more education into the topic so that particular segment is the one that you really need to put the effort on and build that relationship and qualify and see what is happening mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. really start then the sales process actually starts Mm. So um, mm. I think um, I'm always asking, even if they say yes or no, like, why did you choose us? Because that gives you the information that you need in order to better your service, mm -hmm. you as an entrepreneur, but also how to approach the funnel and how to convert a higher percent of that one third that I mentioned to become your clients. And I think the beauty of mm. this then the sales starts and that's the beauty mm. of the sales like how can you make it fun how can you make it uh, better how can you actually provide uh, value to to your prospects mm -hmm. in order for, mm -hmm. for them to become your client and also be fun for you for me it's not fun to, to actually approach or sell if uh, just to force someone like needs to to yeah. to be a yeah. smooth process if i can use this word for a lack of better word. <laughs> you know, it's true. It is, it's a good word. I think it's relevant. How about you? So uh, another area, I think, yes, to all the things you're saying, I think that makes sense. Um, another area that um, comes up for me is about raising a profile. So raising mm -hmm. your, your own individual profile. Um, we go back to marketing. Profile. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so it true. is because it's about creating impressions, right? And so this also is like, um, yeah, it's like stacking the deck in a way. So if you're building relationships yeah. with certain people, either in person or uh, and online, it works in both ways. Um, so you're building the relationships, 
But then if those people, it's like, I feel like it's, you know, old school checkers. It's like when you get to the end, it's like, you know, king me or whatever, which why is it king me and not queen me? So anyway, how we say like guys list of something, even if there are only women present. Like I, I know. It's like, <laughs> we need to change the language. I know. It's like, <laughs> like come on, peeps. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So it's like that. So you're building the relationships. But then when those people that you're building a relationship with see you um as a speaker somewhere or see an article in a LinkedIn group or again yeah. going back to that ecosystem part and knowing what they where they consume, who influences them, where do they learn, where do they go those things, when they then see you in those other places, it's like a compounding effect that happens. And yes. now it's like, generally, they are more aware of who you are, how you are, especially if they had a favorable experience of you, right? Those <laughs> positive impressions. Um, and they often, it also, yeah, it can help to build trust, even if you haven't actually worked with them directly yet, because of the associations, those positive impressions. So you know, looking for ways to kind of raise the profile. Um, so one way to do that is through content, right? So it's creating, yeah. creating and publishing content. Uh, and so I know one pretty typical question around that is like the very specific tactical part, like how often should I post and what kind of things? And so my, I'm just going to preemptively answer that question that you might be wondering. <laughs> um, so my take on that is, um, the answer, it's like the secret sauce is whatever is sustainable for you. Yes. Um, I love this answer. Yeah. Yeah. No because right for answer, some people, there is not except for whatever is sustainable for you. Because yeah. for some people, they're more inclined to write one long, very dense, like very thorough piece of content um, a week or a month or whatever it is. Other people are great at churning out lots of short little bite sizes yeah. for social media. So whatever your natural thing is, leverage that. Um, and so do that. So it's it's quality and or quantity. And not to say if it's quantity, it's not going to be quality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, no, but one yeah, doesn't so that, exclude the other. And yeah, I, I love how you, how you turn it because that's actually how the, the spin methodology is structured. And the first step is actually all about you because it doesn't matter. Actually, even if we'll as experts, right, we're going to come and tell you, you need to create a piece of content each day. If that doesn't fit your profile as, as an entrepreneur, will not be sustainable. So it, it right. will not work until you don't identify what is realistic for you. Mm -hmm. You can't really start building any of what we are discussing here. <laughs> so everything mm -hmm. starts with the basic. You, yeah. audience, and then you choose how to approach it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a, a really important one is to, um, to just own what you're, you're able to do. Um, yeah. yeah. So and that's the first I, part. I really liked your, your, your advice and um, I'm going to jump into and it's, it's building your thought authority, like your mm. thought leadership. And that yeah. can be done on content or going and meeting people. So don't what I want to point out, depending on the industry, on what you're doing, don't see it necessarily that you need to write on social media, wherever, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok, 
whatever platform works for you. That can also mean you can be present in hubs and speak. You can go yep. and network yep. and shake hands. And so it really depends or do videos. It really, really depends on you as a person, you as an entrepreneur, your business and mm-hmm. the audience you are targeting. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, raising a profile is really important through all of those things. Um, And I think it's also worth saying that, yes, work within your, you know, play to your strengths, but -hmm. don't limit yourself based on your comfort zone. Yes. So just because you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm really, I really like this. This is my thing. We're not saying, great, only stay there. I still feel like y'all need to get out and shake hands, too. It's yeah. an important thing. It's like there's no substitute for that. Yeah, yeah there's no excuse not to do it. Yeah, so and, I uh, think there always needs to be a hybrid offline online strategy, yeah. um, yes. which is related to all of these pieces. It's related to the relationship piece, and it's definitely related to raising the profile because that can be, like you're saying, like through thought leadership and whatnot. That's creating contents, publishing, podcasting, speaking at events, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's like it can be any and it's all across of the things. board yeah yeah and yeah um i forgot what i wanted to say <laughs> while you were speaking a, a thought came to my mind that i just all right it'll come back up it'll, it i'm gonna come talk back. and when when it when you think of it just jump in um so the last part for me is like i already started to allude to it but is the outreach so we have the yeah. mindset piece then we have building relationships raising the profile and then the outreach and so the way I think of outreach is number one, there, it's hard for me to, to, I mean, I don't really think there should be any such thing as cold emails or cold outreach oh anymore. We have that. so many tools at our disposal to just take the time to build a relationship with somebody, make an mm-hmm. effort, like do something. Um, and therefore it's not really cold. You know, if you've done the research, you have other things to talk about. You have, you know, you can create some sort of context around your outreach to them at a bare minimum. So I think when it comes to the outreach, it shouldn't be too much cold stuff, um, generally speaking. Um, And I also think, yeah, related to that is is being prepared, um, being direct, but also being human, you know? And so, the, the timeline around when to outreach also varies. Um, and I think this is one of those things that is an art in a science. Um, and it's also why it's important to keep track of what you're doing. So you can see if there are any trends or any themes, like what can you learn from or improve upon? Um, but I think generally speaking, if somebody sees you, it's like this idea of the marketing thing and people need to see something seven times, et cetera. So yeah, if you can brain, end up- yeah, if you can end up on the radar of your prospect three, four, five, seven times before you make the outreach, in many ways, they feel like they already know you or you're already familiar to them. And so you're able to skip a whole bunch of steps in the process. So it's quite advantageous. So that's why I was mentioning earlier about being patient as well. Um, so yeah, and consistent. I think the, that's the consistency. Yeah. And this way is important. Yes. It doesn't matter how small you are, but you have some proce- processes in place. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, by doing that, actually, you create habits for you. Because it's yeah. about, as you said, it's it's a long game and it's creating habits. And it's not enough if you do it for one week or two weeks. You need to do it for months and months and months and years. And then mm. it will 
you'll see the results. That doesn't mean you're not going to have mm. sales before that. <laughs> this is not what I mean. But it's about you being mm. consistent. And I, I'm, um, mm. we all seen that. And I do see it also with my clients, especially the small ones. They will be very actively selling, doing very well, getting a lot of clients, focusing on clients and ignoring completely the business development side. And mm. then the contracts end. And then they need to start all over again. And that's yeah, the feast or famine. No, yeah. it's so typical. Oh, it's like, don't do that. It's like, I just thought of a quick example, like real time. Like, I can't believe I just, it's like, like a little delayed reaction here. <laughs> but I'm actually doing all of these things right now, for example, with a, with um, this guy. I have a conversation. I'm having a follow up chat with him tomorrow. So, in my previous conversation with him a few days ago, he was in the, like the middle of the wilderness on like recreational time. Um, with no reception. So anyway, we're having our the continuation of our conversation tomorrow. But when we were chatting, he told me that he has already sold off many of his companies and he's um, now preparing to sell off the rest. Uh, and so in 2024, he's going to have plenty, that's what he said, he'll have plenty of capital and plenty of time. So he's trying to think of <laughs> what to do. And so of course, it's like, so of course I'm like, and this is a guy I really, I like, and we, you know, get on well and whatnot, but I'm not going to jump in and start trying to sell him on anything. That would be ridiculous. I'm not, I mean, no. it's not my, my tactic or strategy at all. So in, instead, like the, my first thought is when chatting with him, I found out about a foundation he, they, he now has and some other interests. So straight away, I'm thinking about, I'm really keen to find out what's motivating him now and to see if his kind of drivers have evolved over the last five to 10 years, his kids have gotten a little older, et cetera, so that I know who else to introduce him to. I know some really great projects happening in different parts of the world in which his capital infusion could create significant legacy and impact. So that's how I'm showing up in the conversation with him tomorrow is doing all of these pieces here. So it is a business development situation because I'm looking to further build the relationship, find out what he's looking for, what's of interest to him, so that gives me a little bit of a roadmap to know what other resources or who other, you know, what other people I can bring into yeah. the equation with him. Um, so yeah, this is like real time. Building relationships. Uh, this is it. This is how it goes. Yeah. Bringing value without really expecting nothing in yeah. return. Yeah. That's, yep. uh, and I, I want to, before, I think we have, again, a very long episode, so probably we yeah. should wrap it up. But what yeah. I, uh, all good points, and what I want everyone to remember is you need to do a little bit every single week. I'm not saying every single day you need to sell, but you do need to build relationships every single week and mm. do it consistently. Mm. Because I mm. think that's that's the main problem of especially smaller size businesses. Yes, they yes. tend to forget it. And so I'm going to use this as a segue to our next episode. Episode 18 <laughs> is about working on your business instead of in your business. And so I think we're going to unpack that conversation. So, um, so skip ahead to episode 18. We'll see you there. <laughs> Thank you for listening and see you Ciao. in episode 18. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. We sincerely hope you have gained at least one new idea or perspective that can be applied to your business. 
If you need a different perspective or want to meet fellow entrepreneurs, join online networking with a spin. All info can be found at spinideas.nl. If you own a business and are looking for tools, resources, and inspiration to achieve equitable and sustainable growth, visit thejilliangroup.com slash better. Until next time.